Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Woff. We ain't got kickstart for February. This is the first one, right? Yeah, because it was still January last hey, week. Yep, 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 yep. February 5. <laughs> two, five. Two, five. The day after Willie Mays Day. Is it really? Willie Mays Hayes? Yeah, today's <laughs> Willie Mays Day, or yesterday was, Sunday. I didn't know. I thought, honestly, I don't, and knock on wood, I, I, in my mind, I thought he had passed away. But anyway, let's move on. Okay. He hasn't? He's still, is he still alive? Still alive. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I was so busy doing personal family stuff all weekend. I didn't even like, I haven't paid attention to shit. I come I home was and, busy doing personal appearances for Willie Mays and I still had no idea. That he, <laughs> that's, no, why, just, that's why you're in tune with it. <laughs> that's yes. That's why I'm in tune. <laughs> hey, so last Friday was Groundhog Day. Right? Yeah. And they were showing Groundhog Day at the Vidiots. Yes, they were. Dude, Vidiots. They announced um, a couple of things. I want to throw this out there real quick. It's not a full-on video. It's like a rundown because we already did that, but they added some stuff recently. And yeah. I was surprised to see some of this stuff. So they added Halloween 3 season of The Witch on Friday the 16th in The Eagle, which they had that wasn't listed before. And they added Amelie the next night in the, on the 17th. And what a good pair of movies to see, right? Like on big screen. Yeah. If you go there on the 16th, you can see the guests and then run into the season of the witch after that. That's a fun little pairing. They don't, they have nothing to do with each other, but I think it's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm only in the 17th and I think this is the only new stuff that was added. Oh, Muppet Treasure Island matinee on the 24th of February. Oh, that yep. Philadelphia story. Was that there before? Philadelphia story was there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's, those are the only new ones that they, they filled in. I'm wondering if, they, if they're replacements because I felt like every weekend was represented when we did the rundown last week, but now I'm looking and I don't see, these aren't extras. These are all at the Eagle too. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know that destroy all neighbors was uh, up last week, but no, now it was, it was, it was. It? you had, you had, when you had rounded oh, it out, I threw it out right. at the end. Yeah. And then I, cause then I went, cause then I mentioned the new women auteurs series had been, had a couple of dates added for March. I can't believe that there's still tickets available for, for the burbs on the 20th. Yeah. Have you noticed how, how heavy how Joe Dante's been really at heavy duty on uh, on Twitter lately? I know you're not really on Twitter, but he, they they just announced he's selling off his poster, poster, collection. His poster collection again. Yep, and uh, this is like this is like round three of it, and uh, you can you can get a direct link to it. I'll put it in the show notes, but you can get a direct link to it if you want to if you follow on Twitter. It's already there, but this is some serious stuff here. And, and if you know anything about Joe Dante and his affinity for movies, his movie collection, movie poster collection is pretty, pretty uh, well versed elsewhere. And we talked about it during our commentary for bearing the, the X. X. Right. Cause we had several of Joe's posters in the movie In the movie originals. Oh, oh, geez. And there may have been a mishap with one of them. Correct. One of them may have had to go on and one of them might have had to be repaired, if you recall. If you're already on Spotify, uh, just let you know, we're, we're going to be doing a Deja Review for all the fan commentaries we did. Most of them occurred during during uh, 2020 when we were in our lockdown. Um, we'll get those out next couple of months. And Burying the X was actually one of the first commentaries we did for the show. So that was all in 2019. That one will be part of that grouping of stuff too. That's a fun, a fun commentary. Yeah, you get that and on Deadly Ground. Probably two <laughs> of my favorite commentaries we've done. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, on Deadly Ground's rad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that movie is fucking bananas. 
I've been trying to release those Deja reviews in order of release. I might go ahead and jump ahead and because I already have like a handful in, in, in the pocket ready to release once a week in the next you know couple of months. I think I might go ahead and interject both those because that one, the, the, the burying the X, I thought about it when I saw Joe was selling his posters. I'm like, you know, that one would be a good one to put out there. And then um, Tom Deadly Ground one, I might have to do the rest of them that we did for that, that month. Because we did, I have to go back and look at it again. But when we did that run, of, I'll give you a rundown of the commentaries. Okay, so Burying the X on Deadly Ground. And then later on, later on like a year, we have Ghost Rider commentary. Mm-hmm. And then we have a couple of disengages. Now, if you're new to new to us through Spotify, you don't know about what disengaged is yet. And that's when we had cold we cold watched a Nick Cage movie. From the finest actor of the fucking last 50 years. Yeah. So uh, most of those are available only on Patreon, but then sometimes we got stuck uh while you're on location and we weren't able to record. So we ended up doing a dual release to the public as well. Um, one of those is Scored a Saddle and Stolen. And this is where we get into it. We did a whole month of horror movies. We did commentary. So we did commentary for Bats, Anacondas, yeah, man. <laughs> Silver Bullet, Howling 2. And then uh, to close it out, we did two more that month that aren't horror movies. We did Gone in 60 Seconds and we did Godzilla 98. Yes, yeah. we did. 3,000 Miles to Graceland a few weeks later. And then... Towards the beginning of 2021, we did Iron Man 3 commentary, which was, again, Shane Black. So we have no, it's, you know, it's just a love fest in there. But that's so, those will be coming out over the next six months or so. But I'll probably get those, those first two. Cause those were episodes 12. Bearing the Hex was episode 12. 12. Jesus yeah. Christ. And our Deadly Ground again was in 2020 as episode 51. Cause those were all in there. Some, oh, by the way, someone sandwiched in there was Derek Bortz. His episode. Right. Didn't, I don't think we broke that up into two episodes. I think we did his interview and Filmnesia in the same episode. I think the episode. only one we broke up into two, the first one we broke up into two episodes was Eve Cohen, I think. Yeah, because we talked so long. <laughs> right. Derek was on a clock. So, yes, so he we, was on the clock. He had to get back to the edit bay. Yeah. So uh, what was I going to start with here? Oh, Vidiots, they added, but it's already happened. <laughs> they added an extra screening of Drugstore Cowboy after oh. their Gus Van Zant double feature last week. But I think it was on Thursday. So <laughs> you, if you had you had two shots to go see Drugstore Cowboy, and you if you didn't go, you blew it because <laughs> <laughs> it's see. over. There was one title that you were talking about. It's coming from Mill Creek this week. Yes, much confused, this much confused title. <laughs> and we tried to research it before we got on mic, and I think we might be more confused by I'm what's going on. Definitely more confused than <laughs> I was before. So, Hollow Man is coming. Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man. On Steelbook. And a director's cut at that. Yeah, exclusively at Walmart. Now, we all, we've talked about months on and off about Best Buy giving up on the optical market, and they had all these exclusive Blu-rays, sometimes the DVD, the Steelbooks there, sometimes they were DVD, sorry, sometimes they were Blu-ray only, sometimes they were 4K. There's been rumors going around that Walmart was going to take over those kind of exclusive titles, not necessarily the same ones that Best Buy would have done if they were still sticking around, but this is one of those, one that kind of teases it at that. Hollow Man seemed to be the first one of that series of, or basically that, that probably started that rumor. And it's exciting because it's a fun movie. It's trashy as fuck, but it's really just, (laughs) 
as we talked about, anytime you mentioned Invisible Man movies uh, of any derivative, that it's one of those ones that is so... Dude. I think, I, I think every time we talk about Kevin Bacon, I think it comes up. Right? Yeah, well, dude, <laughs> Hollow Man is... I mean, I know it wasn't well received when it came out, but I fucking love it. It's fucking, it's mean spirited. The Invisible Man does a lot of fucked up shit, as you yep. would yep. if you were invisible, because uh, <laughs> that's just what happens. I mean, you when you know when there's no chance of being caught, you just keep pushing the envelope, right? Yep. And it's Verhoeven. Like I feel like this is this was right after Starship. I mean, Verhoeven was in the pocket, like in the nineties, like he made a bunch of bunch. I I saw every one of his movies in the nineties and hollow man. I love the shit out of hollow man. I'm so excited about this steel book. Uh, I only wish I knew when it was coming out. (laughs) Here's where the confusion starts. If you just go to Walmart's website or the app and type in hollow man, it's the second thing listed there. I think it's funny that it's not the first thing, but it's the second thing listed there. And it says Hollow Man Blu-ray Steelbook. Now, not 4K. There is a 4K version of this out there, but not. it's not part of this, this Mill Creek release. It says it ships on 326, which is a Tuesday. It's the last Tuesday in March. But if you click on it, <laughs> it tells you that it arrives on April 2nd. Right. Now, that's, a, that's the following Tuesday. Right. So that... I don't get it. Why is it taking a, first of all, why is it taking a week to get to me? Well, let me tell you, see, here's where the confusion really starts on Instagram. (laughs) Because Mill Creek, you know, I follow Mill Creek, so I see a post that says, releasing this Tuesday, Steelbook, Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man. And dude, I think I sent it to you immediately. Yeah. But that's not the case. Because you click it, it takes you, if you go to the Mill Creek site, right, it tells you it's available at Walmart. And you go to the Walmart site and it tells you, oh yeah, sure, it's available for (laughs) pre-order. And then it says local pickup, try to click that, not an option. Shipping, not an option. So the only thing you can do is pre-order it. And it tells you that it ships on April 2nd. And I'm like, okay, well, and that's where the confusion starts. And it just gets worse because every, there's another, there's another Blu-ray.com says it releases February 26, 2024. Uh, so I don't know. Is there a, is there a version that's a non-steel book that comes out a month before the steel book? Seems kind of stupid if that's no. the case. Or is it, or is everyone just like, hey, they're, or they're just lying to us and they're just trying to create mass confusion to drum up business for Hollow Man. I think the problem is, is Instagram, Mill Creek themselves, they have the wrong date. Correct. And then everything that Blu-ray.com is shown is based on the information that's on the Walmart site, which is the 326 thing. I think the 4-2 thing is confusing because it shouldn't take a week, but I think that's really what it is. I think it's just... It says it arrives. It doesn't say it ships. It says it arrives on the 2nd of April. So I don't know. Here's the thing. If you go and pre-order it, because it's an exciting movie and it's worth adding to your collection, um, and you, and if you want for the sake of, because it's your collector and you're silly like that, the bummer is this. It is $24.96. That's silly pricing for a movie this old and it's just a Blu-ray. You know, it's not a 4K package. It's just strictly 1080p. And it's nothing wrong with it because I've seen the 1080p transfers. Walmart charges you seven more dollars to ship it. <laughs> it's like it's it's absurd. This thing, this movie, really should. First of all, and it's Mill Creek too. Yes. So Mill Creek doesn't scream boutique. Mill Creek, I mean, like not quality boutique. <laughs> it's low rent. Sure. Don't, for, don't forget, Mill Creek is the one that do those VHS esque covers, right? With of those blue releases, yeah. which they just announced. Uh, who's Harry Crumb recently? So it's the same kind of vibe. 
I'm curious, is it the same quality? Are we going to get the same lame menus that you get where it auto, sometimes it just automatically just plays and that's all you get? But what is unique about this beyond it just being a steelbook, it's the director's cut. So it's they're not going totally down the the typical Mill Creek Avenue, right? But unfortunately, there's no way to know if it has anything on it because you look at the back of the thing, it doesn't really show you anything like special. No. You know? Oh, hold on. oh, there's a bonus feature. Full transparency. This guy, Jeff Bond, he's the, he's a Jerry Goldsmith biographer and he does, he has a new interview talking about this uh, score. So there is, it has got some boutique aspect to it. So there's a new featurette, but that's all their shows that they've got. Weird. So. Yeah. Well, you know, be excited because it is, <laughs> it is coming someday. One of these days, yeah. uh, you know, and if it's your thing, there you go. Because I mean, it is very definitely my thing. It's a movie that I, I've kind of worn out my, DVD. I mean, the DVD quality is not good either. It's like, I've always like, man, why aren't they doing a good, I need a good release of this. And so this is probably the best you're ever, we're ever going to get. So I'm definitely going to pick this the fucker up. Yeah. Like, like I've noted, there is a, an idea that they're doing exclusive releases here. They're doing, so the Marvels, the Disney Pixar movie Wish, and Aquaman, the new Aquaman 2, they all have exclusive Steelbook releases. They're all the 4K versions of it. I thought that Vet Horizon Steelbook was exclusive with them because it might be. Oh, no, no. It's still produced by Paramount. It's still a Paramount release. Good Lord. Just just this just in. This just in. Hot off the press. Brand new news. The Vista <laughs> Theater. Two double features that you should not miss. Three, actually. Jeremiah Johnson and Little Big Man. Yeah. Death Wish plus Straw Dogs, if you just really want to fucking feel fucking awful when you came out of the movie. Those are your two right there to see. But the fucking dude, this is the double feature of the month anywhere in Los Angeles. The Wild Bunch plus One Eyed Jacks, Friday, February 16th. They're the whole, like I was saying, the whole, we forgot on Mike, we talked about how Vista is now starting to show their schedules the way that New Bev does. And as you mentioned, Vista is owned by Quentin Tarantino. So he did the whole remodel on it, but uh, they, they have 70 mil there like all the time. Yeah. Those two movies, their double bills are pretty dope, man. Um, they got Omega man this month too. They got a lot of really cool shit, but like you said, the wild bunch and one eye jacks and then they flip flop them. Yep. Did you see that? Yep. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is that for, well, it's funny because they're both listed on Saturday the 17th. Oh, you know what it is? They're probably listing them separate just so you see yep. them. So you know that which, you know what time, which one comes. Like Wild Bunch yeah. plays at 2.45 and then a mere three hours later, you get into One-Eyed Jacks for three more hours. So it's like six yeah. hours of badass fucking cowboy shit. Yep. And they got some badass, like really cool matinees throughout the month too. And they and they are doing midnight screenings there. And at first, they're, we weren't sure they were going to, but and then they don't. They pick. I, I think from what I can see, and I know maybe this just might be the big blowout with because it's like here's our first full month of being open. I'm wondering if the the Vista is choosing titles, the the curators are choosing things that seem to be a little more. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here, but kiss the girls and make them die. That's kind of something you see at New Beverly. <laughs> But sure. Cab, Cabaret and, and McCabe and Miss Miller. McCabe and Mrs. Miller are more, aren't really things you would see at, at New Bev. Well, I could see McCabe and Miss Miller at New Bev, but, yeah, but not, not Cabaret. Cabaret. <laughs> right. Why are they yeah. playing them together? That's an odd pairing in my world. Yeah. Uh, but hey, man, I, look, again, 
I like both movies, but I just never thought I'd mix see them mixed together. Yeah. Playing on the same bill. If you were to look at the man Chinese, right, back in the day, and if you want to see something in 70 mil in the you know, that that was the spot to go to in the late eighties, eighties and uh, uh sorry, the late eighties and early nineties. I kind of feel like between New Bev and Vista, that Vista is the place to go in that same respect. Because they are doing first run of Dune Part 2 starting on the 29th. So starting on Leap Year Day, they're going to be showing it as a normal screening for... Because it's actually four years long. <laughs> I mean, you literally, you, you have to go in there and with the expectation of getting bed sores. Yeah, if you see, have you noticed there's nothing else, nothing else going on those days? The seats are comfy, though. Four years <laughs> later, you'll get out and you'll be like, oh, man, what happened? I missed yeah. a whole other presidency of some asshole. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah, what is the official runtime? Uh, if, if, I don't know. I mean, it to me it looks. You know, their first show is twelve thirty. Next one's four thirty. So it's at least. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bet without looking. It's at least three hours. Oh, two hours and fifty eight minutes or something. It's not one sixty five. One hundred sixty five minutes. Yeah. So that's almost three hours. That's yeah. two hours and forty five minutes. That's that's shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be three plus. That's too long. Is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not too long, but at least it, at least they didn't just they didn't go the Peter Jackson route and just yeah, hey look sure. at sure. But with you know. previews and uh, you know, by the time you get out of there, from the moment you sit down to the time you get out of there, it's three hours. Yeah, just saying. The first one's on Netflix now. Oddly enough, yeah. I mean, I own it because I got it super cheap during Black Friday. It was worth worth getting because I figure if I want to watch, I'm going to watch it the best way possible. And I was in that mode where. I was all pissed off at streamers. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to buy stuff. For, if I get it for under 10 bucks, I'm going to pick it up. Unfortunately, I saw it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, um, it made me miss the David Lynch version. If that's possible. Didn't they just do something with that? Didn't mm, they do a, like maybe a remastered or a yeah, 4k something. They did something with it. I mean, <laughs> Something happened they, with they, it. Something happened with it. I'm, we're not sure what. <laughs> oh, because oh, it's coming back to the theaters. That's what it is. Right. Yeah, it's coming back on the 18th and 19th ahead of part two Villanueva's release, right? All right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's I'm right. sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I was just looking for this because uh, yeah, uh, you can cut this part out. I was just looking for because what we missed a couple of weeks ago was the re-release of One from the Heart. Uh, on the nineteenth, but I don't re I don't recall it. You know, we talked about it when it was. We talked about it in December when it, when it was, was in November yeah. when it was announced. But did it play anywhere around here? There was a thing in December. I think it was an IndieWire or Deadline or something. But I don't. You know, there was much ado about nothing because I don't. I didn't see any advertisements for it playing here or anything. It was supposed to be released on the nineteenth of January. And someone said, "Fuck that." <laughs> a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and I know I, I wasn't being being jokey about that. Whose Harry Crumb is in one of those VHS releases? It was just announced a couple of days ago. It was yeah. announced just after the Hollow Man thing, or just before? One of the two. Uh, I got them both, like within you know. I mean, I got the Hollow Man one first, and then, but again, it's the thing about Instagram is. Sometimes like I'll I'll get things and they'll they'll be like come join us at Vidiots on blah 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 and I'm like wait that was four days ago and it just shows up in my feed you know what I mean right 
Like, so I don't know, you know, their algorithms fucked up or uh, if I didn't check in, if I didn't check my Instagram every fucking day, they're like, Oh, Hey, you had to know you missed this. I get, is that what it is? I have no idea how it works because I don't really care. But they started doing those, you know, it isn't just this hollow man steel book. They got a, I uh, know I I know what you did last summer in Steelbook, mm-hmm. um, Flatliner Steelbook, the the original show Schumacher, uh, Dewey Cox Walk Hard, which is an odd choice. To do that, yeah, dude, that thing's been showing up in all my emails and shit. Yeah, so I mean, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I didn't know they put out the whole Sequest series. I mean, I would oh, yeah. say whole was it two series? Only two, three seasons, seasons I think. Was it three? I think so. Yeah. Like the last one is without, like Roy Scheider left. Yeah, fast. <laughs> I mean, I think he, he was on the first season and a half. Yeah. Maybe first two seasons, but I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he bailed. Yeah. Those VHS Blu-rays, either, you know, the, what do they call them? Retro VHS? That's Yeah, yeah. Because they just did Crossroads too, and Fear and uh, The Fan came out recently. Yeah, I have the Crossroads one. I think I got it when it first came out. Yeah, James Foley's Fear, which is probably my favorite Mark Wahlberg movie, <laughs> if I have to pick one. Yeah, dude, because by the way, we talked, what did we, we who we talked, who was the performer you were talking about? Danielle Logue? Yeah, because we were talking about, yeah. yeah, we were talking about Fear at one point, because we couldn't remember the timeline and when he did that, and then when he did Disclosure. Dude, Mill Creek, well, we also talked about Mill Creek, because they just released the songwriter uh, Blu-ray. Um, right. Retro VHS, but uh, dude, a lot of movies that you talk about, I know because I know you like Hearts and Souls, Ron Underwood's yeah. Hearts and Souls. That's a yeah. they did that recently. Replacement Killers, Renegades, Renegades is which is one of my favorites. <laughs> you can put that double pair that fucker with Legend of Billie Jean. Yeah, uh, everybody's favorite crawl. Look, here's the weird thing about now. Is it just because there's a running gag on Family Guy about crawl, which is why I remember it? Because I, I want to say. I have seen Kroll, but I don't remember Never. anything about Kroll ever. Like, right? Like, I, 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 when I'm watching Kroll, I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm thinking right. about Time Bandits. <laughs> I think put out that Kroll VHS, retro VHS. I had to get three different versions. and or I had to get two replacements because the first one wouldn't play. The second one wouldn't play. The first one, the first one just didn't play at all, but I was able to get it to play on oh. my PlayStation. The second one was blank. I think I have the same problem. I th- because I think I bought it. I think I think you're right. Did we talk about this before? Because I yeah, think no, we I talked have, about when they came out. Yeah. Because I, but I don't think mine is a retro VHS. I think they, I, I I got it before they started doing the retro VHS because I was like, oh, Kroll. Yeah, it's a movie I remember liking when I was 12. And then <laughs> I remember, and then I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this. And I'm like, yeah. I must have seen it. I know the weapon that he has. And yeah. why is this Excalibur in space or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be? Oh, wait, that's Time Bandits I'm thinking of. What am I watching again? Uh, yeah, I kept waiting for David Warner to show up and crawl. <laughs> He's not in it, weirdly no. enough. Yeah. Uh, I kept waiting for Mark Singer to show up. Right. I'm like, this is Beastmaster vo- vibes, right? Yeah. I mean, it came out at the same time. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's one of those movies, like, keep thinking, God, one of these days we should t- watch Crawl. And, you know, and we can then we, we can do a fan commentary to Crawl. I think that's what Dude, it is. You deserves. know, we could, we could end up doing it if, if uh, the Tubi bots pick it for us. We might absolutely. <laughs> we don't know. Um, also, they uh, they did a they did a retro VHS of the Freshman, which we talk about a lot. We just talked about. We it. just talked about it. Absolutely, uh, like Father, like Son, Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron, <laughs> another one of your faves. Uh, <laughs> they do No Mercy. I own the No Mercy uh, retro Blu-ray. 
uh, because it's the only way you can see that fucker in, in any kind of thing that's not four by three. Yeah, there's a ton. Like if you if you're a VHS movie junkie from the 80s, 90s, uh, Mill Creek really is your go-to because they put out stuff that nobody else is going to touch. No, stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> Sheena. Yeah, Let's talk about Beastmaster vibes. Yeah, I'm wondering if the the price point that we're seeing on these steel books are more tied to the fact that they probably cost them more to get the licensing because they're, they're, it's, they're making choices and picking up titles that aren't usually their fair. Could be. Yeah. Cause most of the time, like you noted, sometimes it's the only way you can see certain things in the proper aspect ratio. Ironically on the VHS retros, which always yeah, makes me totally. laugh. <laughs> it's weird, right? Cause they should be four by three if they're real yeah. VHS retros. Put them both out there. You should have them both on it, but they're not going to, they don't do more than they have to. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the but to see that twenty four ninety six for the steel book, that kind of makes me curious. Is Mill Creek gonna upgrade themselves to not just be the Mill Creek we're kind of discussing and what they've mostly been? Are they gonna kind of move up into the shout factory arrow vibe? Well, they shot a brand new featurette that's on that exclusive Blu-ray with Walmart. So who knows Maybe. for who knows? I will see. I'm willing nice. to give them. A, I'm willing to give it a shot because you know they they, they have up their game since their f- first Blu-rays. I mean, those things were <laughs> literally they just like VHS transfers. <laughs> what, what like Father's Day? Yes. <laughs> you know, two. Oh, here's here's see again. Here's two other titles that nobody else has: Jury Duty with Pauly Shore and Opportunity Knox with Dana Carvey, both on Blu-ray. Just because you need them. The thing I most remember about Opportunity Knox is when he steals that car. Right. And he answers the phone in the car and he does that horrible Indian accent. Yeah. That most racist thing he ever did on sure. <laughs> SNL, which says a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all I remember about the movie. Oh, and then he works and he doesn't he go, doesn't he like start working for some rich cowboy type and he like he makes toilets or something? Something like that. You know, you know what you forgot about this movie. Robert Loggia. <laughs> oh, he's the he's the guy, right? Yes, totally. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason <laughs> I really brought it up. Hoping you're going to pounce on that. Anyway, so yeah, man, Mill Creek. Uh, you know, Mill Creek's doing some fun stuff. So we'll see what happens with Mill Creek. Yeah, we'll we'll give them a shot and see if they, you know, can they stick the landing as they say on this Hollow Man steel book director's cut. Mm. We'll see, we'll see what they do. Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't know that was a that was a Donnie Petrie movie. Yeah, but man, guess, Donald Petrie. I guess, I guess it has to be right. It makes sense. I mean, doesn't yes. it? Now that you I'm know, saying it out loud, if you want to watch Opportunity Knocks, you could always pair it with Trapped in Paradise. <laughs> it was just waiting for you to say it. I, was he in any other movies, Dana Carvey, besides those two? I mean, um, I don't, I don't yeah, count. He I don't count Wayne's World one or two. Master of Disguise. That's the other one. I was trying to think what there was another movie he made that wasn't one of those in a Wayne's World movie. Yeah, Master of Disguise. There, there might have been one other movie that was. I'm sure there's something else, but those are the three. Those are the three, you know, his big spinoffs that, you know, proved one thing that he used a second banana. <laughs> yeah, They're, he's good in support. Yeah, he's you know. I'm just trying to think of anything else that he he's did. no Austin Powers. No. Oh, Clean Slate. That was Clean the other. Slate. That, 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 was, that one is actually pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one he did that was in that realm. That's Valerie in it. Like, you had me right there. I'm like, I can't watch another Dana Carvey movie. Oh, it's Valerie going in it. Okay, maybe I can. 
And it's Mick Jackson. I like Mick Jackson as a, as a comedy director. So yeah. And I like Mick Jagger. <laughs> and Mick Jagger too. <laughs> and Isabel Hubert's in this film too. That's got a good cast, by the way. Olivia yeah, Dotto, totally. James Earl Jones, Kevin Pollack. And again, we mentioned Kevin Pollack during End of Days. This is the this is fun Kevin this Pollack. Is where, in this. Yes, this is this yeah. is the kind of stuff that you're like when you see Kevin Pollack, you're like, this is awesome. This is great. So 94, right? And Isabel Hubert's up. not in it, dude. I was kidding. She's in another yeah, no, yeah, I, movie. I, but I hope they could pick up effect on my I reaction. Hope that, I hope that people were like, <laughs> were like, what the fuck he said? What, what is he talking yeah. about? It's a joke, guys. Sorry. 1994. It's funny when somebody gets a recognizable face for us these days, gets cast in a part that's a, you know, heavy number one. It's Chris Maloney's in it playing bodyguard Dude, number two. Dumbledore himself is in this movie. Michael Gambone. This is crazy, man. There's a cast is Olivia nuts. Diabo, Bond girl. Yeah, I already mentioned her, Silly. So yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the did. first one because she's... Oh, I thought, said, I thought you said Galino. No, I did. No, no, she was the first one I mentioned, but when I got down to the to the supportings, that, that's what oh, I Oh, I was probably her. talking over you about uh, something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the way I like to do. Forget that she sent Conan the Destroyer. I always forget that. Yeah, dude. I mean, who who forgets Conan the Destroyer? Come on. Well, like when we talked about we the 4K talked about releases. It. You have to give it away. You have to give <laughs> one. I mean. when That's you what I mean. That's the Barbarian. what I'm saying. There's a lot. Dude, our minds are wonderful tools. And, and it knows when to show us something, help us remember something. And when it wants us, no, no, oh, stop thinking I, about it. Stop thinking about it. I will say it. the things about Conan the Destroyer that are awesome are you get Grace Jones, Wilt Chamberlain. Yep. That's it. Then you're done. That's it. Yes. <laughs> and you get Arnold. I mean, I, you know, at, at that well, time well. too, like put Arnold in anything. I mean, he's the only bright spot in Red Sonia. But anyway, dude, Brian Cranston is in clean sight. Jesus. Yeah. It just goes on and on and on. So they're like, we, we, we don't know where, you know, you, I think, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Well, let's do a Dana Carvey film, but we'll do a whole month on Dana Carvey. <laughs> do you do enough movies? We'll call it, we'll call it end of, end of days. <laughs> Dude, Cause like there's only four movies to watch. If you leave the Wayne's world ones out. Isn't clean slate really just memento? Is it not? I mean, I think it's, I think that's where Nolan got the idea. Jeez. He's a thief. <laughs> he saw clean slate and said, I can do this. Hold my beer. But well, in a lot of ways, though, too, it's twenty. It's a twenty-four hour reset for me. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, it's Groundhog Day. It's also like you know, Dana Carvey, his character Maurice Pogue, could also be Ten Second Tom from Fifty uh, First <laughs> Dates. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot going on here in Clean Slate. Uh, this sounds like a fan commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm watching like, the, the trailer is running on repeat. Huh? I got to get out of there. God. Yeah. All right. IMDb, it won't stop. It's in the loop. Stop it. It's, it's in the, oh, yes. It's, in a, it's just like the movie. It just resets every, you know, 90 seconds. Is it? And is that the, is that the same dog? Is that Milo? Yeah, it looks like him. You know, Milo did two movies that year. Oh, no, no. His kitten mask was 95. Yeah. This is 94. Yeah. So it could be him. That makes oh, sense. I'd say it probably is. There's a good bet that it is. My God. I bet you if you Google it right now. Or is it Barkley, the dog? I don't know. Oh. I think that's Barkley. Clean slate. Dude, Angela Skip. Payton's in it too. Fuck, she was, I always loved her when she popped in this stuff. I mean, she's in Groundhog Day also. How funny is that? Yeah, right? Because she mm. plays the woman running the B&B that, that uh, mm -hmm. Boomer stays in. Mm -hmm. Seems like to me that uh, possibly this is just like Armageddon and Deep Impact. <laughs> 
this would be the deep impact of well, what if it, I mean, it came out the same year, but in, in, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, God, we wasted a lot of time talking about Dana Carvey. <laughs> we we got on mic, you were like going, oh, let's talk about this, let's talk about, but isn't that how it always goes? Don't we start yeah. with some sort of vague plan and then just fucking abandon it at about 10 minutes in? I have to tell you when I'm listening to Kickstarts and I'm editing him. When we get to a point like right now, and I want to do it again tonight while I'm cutting this, I'm gonna like wait. How do we get to Dana Carvey? And I'm playing. I'm gonna play that. How do we get here? Kind of thing. Is there really? But you know, again, and when I hear the episodes after you cut them, it makes perfect sense. It doesn't seem like it. It, it seems like yes, it was logical steps to get to Dana Carvey, and that's where we were going. I mean, it doesn't seem like holy fuck, you guys are out of your minds. It yeah. always seems like yeah, sure, that's where it just ended up naturally. But again, shouldn't it be that way? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I can't listen to podcasts that are like so structured and like the monotoneness of like people telling the stories. No. And this is how I met so-and-so. We were in a blah, 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 blah. And then wasn't that funny? Anytime we've had people on the show, I don't think we've ever done that. And the film no, media part not. of it isn't anything. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's funny about it because when we do our film media episode, uh, when we have guests on, even those movies, and that's a that is technically a movie episode, but it's so different than our normal movie episodes because, obviously, our guest is choosing the movie, and the but the thing is the way that we talk about it, we just talk about it in such a different way, right? Yeah, of course. It's a normal episode, but we, our interviews are never like that. I don't even no. think I've ever written a question down for anybody. No, I haven't. I mean, I usually have them all in my head and then some of them come out and some of them, while we're having a discussion, they say something that leads to a better question from me or whatever it is or from you. Again, I think an outline is the way to go. You know, I feel like, you know, I feel kind of like Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore on Holy Moly. It just, you know, (laughs) there's a, we're watching the game and then they're just making shit up. (laughs) I love Rob. I fucking love Rob Riggle, dude. Anytime he'd come in to... to Rob Riggle is the new Fred, War, uh, Fred Willard. That's a fair comparison. He's he's great, man. He's like, every time he comes through, he's always like talking and stopping and talking to us. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. Reese said that the other day. She goes, yeah, he, he's like the new Willard. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And that's the ultimate compliment considering the, the two performers. It's like you couldn't... Yeah. Okay, so I kept... Uh, I was up late with Winnie. Because he was having, uh, he, he didn't want to sleep. <laughs> so sure. I had him downstairs with me. And like, well, if you're not going to sleep, I'm going to try to sleep. So I put on 22 Jump Street because, you know, nothing helps you fall asleep faster than watching a Jonah Hill movie. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And so I always forget that Rob and and Dave Franco were in the beginning of the, or near the beginning of the movie. Because obviously they were the foils in uh, the first movie. So they're in jail. So they go to see them in jail. And Rob and and <laughs> his part is easily the funniest thing of the movie. But him just them in jail, and now him and Dave Franco are uh, are prison buddies. And I, you know, what I'm saying when I say prison buddies, yeah, yeah. And Rob's together best, like, like a corsage and a prom dress, <laughs> and a prom dress on the floor. That's kind of where I'm going. Right here. All right. Anyway, so there you go. That's a chunky kickstart. We were like, what are we going to talk about? And then we go, yeah. oh man, we've been talking for 35 minutes. Yeah, it's good. That's how they, it's how they should be. Organic. Oh, shit. So we started a new theme. That we did. Last week. February, February buried with white Febru- sands. February. February. 
for brute by Fabergé. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Fruit oh, brute dude. by Fabergé. Fruit brute. <laughs> That's what we're calling the month. Fruit brute. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so gross. Can you imagine cereal flavored colognes? Yeah, dude, gross. Oh, that's, I, technically, that's what it was. I think that's what Debbie, Avon was anyway, right? Debbie, yeah, Debbie Gibson's electric youth smelled like it, did. Smelled like it was syrup. It smelled like Lucky Charms. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Made me want to eat a bowl. <laughs> Made me want to smoke a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go have a triangular shaped <laughs> bowl of cereal. Um, Shit. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. I hope you enjoyed White Sands. <laughs> White Sands. We, we were totally way over. Just it's right there. It's on. It's, it's on. there. You see it. Just click the fucking button. Yeah. Yeah. So and then the new episode will be out on Patreon Tuesday. Uh, sorry, Wednesday. And then on Friday, the general release on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you uh, uh, ingest or consume your podcast. Correct. Yeah. So if you want to follow us on the socials, right? We're on Karate Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but we're still there. Sure. <laughs> Craig, yeah, at Karate Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterboxd. You found Corey on Letterboxd at Copert97 and on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Cope. And if you'd like to join us and get that early access on Wednesdays, you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Karate Pod. If you like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roller Thirty Three on Instagram, or you can call call or you can color me bad. <laughs> no, you could follow me at Fruit Brute by Fabergé on Letterboxd, or the Real John Lad on Blue Sky. It's the Real John Lad on Blue Sky. See, you did color me bad, so now I have to do something special on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, color me NBA. 